If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Why make choices in your life based on judgments instead of on your awareness of what would create the life and living you desire? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on atozen.fm. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Wacky Wednesday. I'm your host, Christine McIver, with Inspired Choices Radio Show, and I would love to be your possibilities coach. Together, we can co-create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I am a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, an Access Bars facilitators, a possibilities coach, radio show host, and so much more. My programs assist you in bringing more possibilities to actualization. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. I do charge for this service, but the first five minutes is always free. So ask yourself, what are you ready for now? And what mystery would you like to unravel in your life? It is Wednesday, February the 19th, 2014, and today we have a very fun show planned for you. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest with me, someone I've just recently met, connected with, like instantly. Her energy is fabulous, and I know you're going to enjoy what you hear. So today we are opening to the creative energy in you with Sherry L. R. Taylor. Have you ever thought that you were not a creative person? Have you ever wondered how you could use creative energy to improve almost any experience in your life? What if living inside of you is a painter, a sculptor, a writer, a jewelry maker, designer, just waiting to get out? Well, our amazing guest today, is she is a writer, she's writing, and a creative coach, and she's going to be working with us to explore how we can tap into our creative energies and make them sing. So just before I bring Sherry in, I'm going to read you her bio. Sherry L. R. Taylor holds a Master's of Fine Arts in Writing from Vermont College of Fine Arts and is the director of Publish Blushing Sky Writing Services. She is the author of several short books of poetry, a recently released novel that we'll tell you more about, entitled Leaving Walloon, and her poetry has been published in multiple literary journals. She has been fascinating, oh, sorry, facilitating, she is fascinating, and she has been facilitating writing workshops for more than 10 years and has given readings of, of her work at venues in Michigan, Illinois, Vermont, New York, California, and all over. She works as a writing coach, editor, and teaches writing at Macomb College, I hope I pronounced that correctly, in Warren, Michigan, and you can connect with her through her website at blushingskywrite.com. Welcome, my wonderful friend, Sherry. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad we're finally together on here. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to share you with all of my listeners and to really hear more of what you have to bring um, to really enlighten us because I know that this is one of your potencies. I mean, there's so many of us out here that are 
like you said, there's something inside of us wanting to come out. And yes. I can't wait to hear what you're going to you're going to tell all of us. So, what would you like to start out with today, Sherry? Well, um, you know, I guess I would like to talk about first of all um, one of the things that I hear very often from people um, when we talk about creativity is that people will say to me, um, "Well, I'm just not creative." You know, I've just mm-hmm. never been creative. And what's interesting about that is that it's this, it's always a conclusion that has been um, bought from somewhere. You know, they've they've bought it from, you know, uh, a school experience or an early experience in the family um, or some other place where it came from them externally. Um, because the truth, the truth is, is that we all are all absolutely creative beings. Um, we're creating everything about our life um, all the time. Um, and when we talk specifically about the kind of creative energies that, you know, people use to create artwork, to create, um, to create books, to create music, um, all of those things. Um, we, we talk about just sort of channeling some of that creative energy in that direction. Um, mm-hmm. And and so what, what I will do typically is I'll ask people things like, um, when they say, well, I'm not creative, I begin to ask them questions about what they do and what they enjoy. And inevitably, mm-hmm. there's always something that they enjoy that they're doing that they just have not identified as a creative pursuit. And so what is the – sorry. Well, so, so for instance – so, for instance, someone someone will say, I'll say, well, what is it that you, what do you really enjoy doing? And they'll say maybe something like, well, you know, I really, I, I guess, you know, I, I get a lot of joy out of cooking for my family. And so I'll say, well, tell me about that process for you. And they'll begin to talk about it. And then they'll begin to talk about how they, they love combining the ingredients and then they like how the different colors come together. And the more that that conversation unfolds, the more they begin to see, well, that they express their creativity naturally through something like cooking for their family. And they begin to catch on to the fact that when they're in that energy that's enjoying that so much, that's the creative energy that you bring to anything else that you'd like to try. Right. So, it, yeah, so it just comes to identifying where it is in your life that, you're, that you are mm-hmm. creative. And then you just you you bring that same energy to a new endeavor that you would like to try. You know, not everybody right out of the right out of the gate is going to be able to, you know, write the the quote unquote perfect story or paint the quote unquote perfect painting. But it's that process of of enjoying that creative energy in that moment that makes it so wonderful and delicious. And the more that you do it um, without ha- judging that it has to be perfect the more of that energy that you create in your life. Right. So how long have you been and been writing, Sherry? I have actually been writing since I was very, very young. I've been writing actually since I was um, nine. Um, I, when my father left our family when I was nine, and um, I discovered it, it, home became kind of an unhappy place to be. And I discovered that if I had a pen and a pad of paper, I could be where I wanted to be. <laughs> um, I could write ah. myself. Yeah, I could write myself anywhere. 
Um, and I and I literally did that. I would just sit down and I would I would write myself uh, away from home. Um, and right. That it became a very very powerful thing for me in my world um, because if if things were crazy and chaotic around me, I would write myself somewhere peaceful. Mm. And I I discovered that that was a very powerful energy. Um, and I continued to write um, throughout school. Um, and, you know, enjoyed my writing classes throughout school. Um, but I was discouraged from doing any, um, uh, like, college-type education. Um, in my family, those things were not really encouraged. Um, and so I would just sort of write and then sort of cram things in a drawer and never show them to anybody. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s, um, I've, someone finally encouraged me to go to a writer's retreat. And when I went there, I felt like I had just found my tribe. Like I, I had assumed uh-huh. that, you know, I had assumed that I had to be something other than what I was to be a writer, to really be a writer. And so, so can you talk about that process? Sorry, Sherry. Yeah. Can you just talk about that process a little bit more? Because I know that that's kind of where I find myself right now. Okay. Um, I mean, I do st- step into creating, and then it's like I step back, right? Because I guess there's some old belief I bought into that yeah. create, creating or being being creative looks like X. And right. I would imagine that a lot of our, a lot of our listeners and a lot of people that are tuning in today or even in the podcast will be kind of in that same place. So, talk to us about how you shifted out of kind of writing alone in your room. <laughs> to be right, and it, and yes. for a lot of us, it's like we we're hiding away. We're we're not actually stepping out and being visible with it. And a lot of times, I know it's because of the judgment that we got into. Um, yes. But what was the process like for you to come out of your room and step forward with your craft and beginning to really show it in the world? Yeah, that that's a great question. Um, well, it, it's an, it was an interesting process for me. I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to have some friends who were also writers, but they were doing the same thing as I was, which was sort of just tucking it away in a drawer and kind of hiding. And I would sometimes share my work with a few people. At the time, I was working actually at a dental office, and I began to write a story. And um, I sort of told some of my coworkers about it, and they, they asked to see it. And, and, you know, in every writer's life or in the life of someone who writes, okay, and, and it's interesting because we make that distinction. I'm someone who writes, um, and then the distinction becomes I'm a writer, right? When you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're alone in your room, you're someone who writes. <laughs> when you I've share, never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard that, but, but that's powerful. It is. It is very much. And we can make that distinction, and for and why we create that separation is is you know, I mean maybe why isn't really the most useful question, but we but we do it. We tend to do it. We're when we're hiding, we're a person who writes. When we share our work, then we we are a writer. When we when we bring the world the work out into mm. the world, then we are a writer. So at that time, I was still a person who writes. When I began to share it with these these people that I worked with, I began to get a taste of what it was like to have someone respond to what I had written. And I would just share it in little bits and pieces. And I would get the, these, you know, really wonderful responses. Um, 
Because here is, some, here is the truth that I have come to understand. If you are moved to write, if you think about writing, it is because someone wants to hear, needs to hear, will benefit from hearing what you have to say. Hmm. Not everyone walks around thinking about writing something. And if you are, it's because there's someone who wants to hear it. Oh, Sherry, and my my whole being is just is vibrating right now. Like, yeah. I, you just you just that was say this again. That's powerful. Yes, if you are someone who is moved to write, if you're someone who walks around thinking about writing something, it is because there is someone else walking around in the world who wants to hear it, who needs to hear it, for whom your words will be transformative. That that's the truth. Bang, poof, poof. It's phenomenal. (laughs) I'm sorry for all of you listeners, I'm having a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny because when when you are a person who is moved to write, you will have a moment when you hear that. It is a really really powerful thing. And and words connect us. You know, we communicate beautifully through words when we speak them, but also when we write them. And they connect us, and they create they create more more creation as they mm. go out and connect someone else. That, it's, it's, that is beautiful. It's, it's amazing what happens. And when and did it, you have that awareness? Um, that is actually an interesting um, an interesting story, and it actually came at a time when I was really going through something tough. Um, my grandmother had passed, and I was really, really intensely grieving her. Um, and I had, um, I had asked my family if they were experiencing the same thing that I was. Um, and they basically said they weren't, because what I was experiencing was that everything in my world somehow was different, because, because she was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- things I did every day. My alarm clock sounded different. My coffee tasted different. My clothes felt different on my body. Absolutely everything felt different. And um, I had a really profound experience um, in discovering some writing. Um, and this was writing that I, will, uh, that I had never um, encountered before. Someone had asked me um, to look up a poem for them. And um, it, it wouldn't um, have been something I would have ever looked up myself. Um, and I did, and I printed it out. It was written in, like, you know, um, 18, you know, 39 um, by John Greenleaf Whittier, who was a poet in England. And I printed this thing out, and I pulled it, took it down and flopped it on my coffee table, and it was hundreds of pages long, and all in iambic pentameter, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I just randomly flipped the thing open. And, and, you know, during that time, like I said, I was really suffering. I felt like, well, since my family wasn't going through what I was going through, I must be actually losing my mind over the fact that my grandmother was gone because I was very close to her. And I randomly flipped open this 100-page poem, and I, my eye fell upon one verse, and the, the poem was annotated, which means that the author had made notes about what each section was about. And this one section was about um, uh, Whittier had lost his youngest sister. Um, and it said, uh, I will never ever forget it, it said, and yet I wait 
with ear and eye for something gone which should be nigh, a loss in all familiar things, in flower that blooms, in bird that sings. And I just went, (gasps) that's Hmm. it. A loss in all familiar things. Mm -hmm. He had grieved the loss of his sister so hard that he felt it in everything familiar in his life. That was exactly what I was going through. And it was like this hand had reached out over time, over the unlikelihood that I would have ever seen this poem, and patted me on the shoulder and said, Sweetheart, you are not alone. You're okay. Hmm, That's wonderful. Sherry, we've got so much to cover. We have to take a quick quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get more into how we can really invite ourselves into... Um, and all the listeners into opening up that creative energy that I do believe is wanting to burst out of so, so many people. So stay tuned, and we will be back after a short break. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Inspired Choices Radio, and today we are talking with Cheryl L. R. Taylor. And Cheryl, I did it again. What is that all about, Sherry? It's you know what? The L and the R. <laughs> yeah, it just messes up my mouth, doesn't it? You're just Sherry to me, okay? You're just That's Sherry good. to me. <laughs> Sherry, uh, you you are really rocking my world and my producer's world, Carol. We're both creators uh, that are no, now stepping into our creative energy and, and really embracing it, and you are really opening up, 
opening us up. And I know when that begins to happen for me, it's happening for our listeners as well. So oh, before you before you go on and on and tell us more of your juicy stuff that you want to share with us, I want to just talk about some of the products that you have out there in the world um, so people can connect with you. So, of course, if you would like to connect with, with Sherry, you can do so at blushingskyright.com. And Sherry has a book, Leaving Wallen, is that correct? Walloon, yes. Walloon. Uh, yeah, uh, after Walloon Lake in northern Michigan here. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a Canadian. I didn't know that one, so I'm learning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Leaving Walloon, and it's an e-book that you can get. And also you do poetry, and yeah. you have um, also 13 Taylor. What is oh, that's um no that that book is actually called um, Wolf Maiden Moon, um, oh. a tale in thirteen poems. Oh, I and, see. Yeah, and essentially what I've done with that book is I've I've taken the Little Red Riding Hood fairy tale, mm-hmm. and I've I've rewritten it in thirteen poems. But Little Red Riding Hood now is all grown up, and forget feeding Grandma, she's feeding the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm very intrigued. <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah. You know, so besides you, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say it's essentially really about relationships that uh, we get into that we know are dangerous and somehow we can't resist. Oh boy. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> been there a few times. <laughs> Sherry, besides your own projects that you've created. What you do is you work with other individuals as well. Can you talk about that? Because I know people are going to be wanting to reach out to you, and let's just share with them what it is that you actually do in co-creating with other people. Sure, I would love that. Um, Well, I work as a writing coach, and what that means is that at whatever level uh, where any writer is, at whatever level they're at, I can meet them there, and guide them further into their own creative process. So, for instance, if you're someone who has always wanted to write um, and you've never written in your whole life, I have a whole, I have a whole process program uh, way to get you started writing. Um, it, is, it is, I promise, absolutely painless. <laughs> you, will, you will learn more about yourself than you ever thought you would uh, in your whole life. Um, if you are someone who's already writing and you just want to sharpen up, you want some, get your creative juices flowing, you want some prompts and some uh, creative ways to get in touch with what you really love in writing, I can meet you there. Um, if you are someone who has a project um, and you'd like guidance in, in your projects, uh, I can meet you there. If you're someone who has a finished project but you need someone to look at it, you know it needs something but you're not sure what, that happens a lot for people. Mm. Um, I can I can do that. Um, pretty much anywhere you are in the process of writing or wanting to write, um, I can meet you there, and we can we can um, find the perfect plan to get you tapped into what's perfect for you. That's wonderful. That is absolutely brilliant. And you have a special promotion for all of the listeners tonight and anyone yes. listening in the pod room. So you're offering an hour consultation, and it's regularly $125. And what are you going to be gifting these amazing listeners with? 
Um, uh, <laughs> do you know that I sent that to you, and I and I can't remember the price that I put down? <laughs> okay, well, then I can make it up. Okay, listeners, what do you want? No. <laughs> Um, I believe it's. Or, I believe what I said was that it was, it was ordinarily um, uh, that that price, but that I would do it for um, fifty for your listeners. That's right. You did. You said yes. uh, regularly one twenty-five, and you're going to do it for uh, only fifty dollars. And yes. ladies and gentlemen, I've spent you know only fifteen minutes on the phone getting to know Sherry, and what she gifted me in fifteen minutes blew my mind. So sixty minutes. We'll definitely get uh, everything moving along, and wow, what an amazing gift you're giving. So thank you so much for that, Sherry. Oh, I'm I'm happy to. So let's get back to how do we begin to really step into opening the creative energy for ourselves? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Um, And what's interesting about it is that it, it tends to be quite personal. Um, and so, say for instance, so talk to me, Christine, about where, where, if you don't mind, about where you're at in the process of um, beginning to to write and to create for yourself. Okay. Well, um, as you know, Sherry, I've done um, radio shows now for two years. Mm-hmm. And what I find is, you know, I'm a talker. I'm a, I'm a verbal person. So for me, it's... I, I create the information, I create what it is that I want to share in the world, often through speaking with people. Like it will, the, the creative energy will just come out of me when I'm coaching with someone, when I'm facilitating classes. It'll just pop. And so when it comes out and it's recorded, I'm, okay. taking, I'm taking those recordings and I'm wanting to have them transcribed, and I do have some of them transcribed, and wanting to turn that into a book. But where okay. I'm stuck is when I go to read it, I just, I have this beyond moment that happens. Yeah. <laughs> my, my eyes actually go wonky. Yes. <laughs> yes. like, wait a minute, I haven't been drinking. What is happening? <laughs> yes, yes. So, okay, good. So what what's happening there is what I call um, manuscript overwhelm. Okay? okay. Um, and And the reason that that happens is because you are you're looking at this thing and it's big you have this whole giant transcript transcripts are usually run together very closely so the way that they come back to you from a transcriber is this very dense language that's all crammed together right mhm and that's what you're looking at so so what's happening is is you're getting locked into a space of overwhelm um, we shift right into it because we're looking at this giant chunk of a thing. So I have two very concrete suggestions for you. Um, and see if the, as you're thinking about it, because I can feel that kind of contracted energy that you're mm-hmm. experiencing there. Think about it this way. What if you took um, one paragraph, you separated out ten lines, just started okay. with ten lines at the beginning, and okay. then you put them on a page and you double-space them. Ten lines. So you're like cutting and pasting them onto another page. Exactly, and you double okay. space them. Okay. Okay. Now, can you picture that in your head? Yes. Okay. Now take a big deep breath. Okay. Doesn't that already feel lighter? It does. There, you know what it is? What I'm visualizing is the white space. Exactly. Exactly. So what you do, what you're doing there is creating actual space for you in which you can create. 
okay? Because what's happening is you're, you're such an energetic being <laughs> that you're taking that all of crammed in language that's all crammed in together, and there's no space in there for you. <sighs> there's literally no space in there for you. So, so by just taking a small piece of that and putting it onto, you separate it from the whole giant manuscript, you separate it out, you double space it, then you'll see exactly what the words are and exactly how you want to move them and craft them. And you'll leave, you'll have room for that creative energy to begin flowing. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm literally in it right now. I'm like, like not physically doing it, but I'm in my head. I yes. can feel there is a shift of my energy that now that yes. you you're painting this picture. Yes. And and isn't and isn't that interesting? I mean because we we do get so attached to what it's supposed to look like or how mm. I'm supposed to do it, right? right. But then there's no room. There's no space. So a little bit there's of coaching no and and you know getting the space in there for you, it can just make a huge difference. That's brilliant. That is, that is really brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sherry. And I'm sure that lots of people are going to be sitting there going, oh, wow. So what if you're someone that doesn't, and, and we do have a question, but I, I, I want to kind of add in this other one, and then we'll go to the question from our caller. Sure. What if you're, what if you're someone who is actually, a, a, a who creates as writing, as you did, yeah. mm-hmm. and what if you're someone who is writing and writing and writing, and you begin to get a block, then what would you what would you suggest? Okay, uh, blocks come from a lot of different places. Um, in in my experience, most of the time, blocks are coming because we again have an idea of what this project should look like, okay. instead of just allowing the project to create itself. Um, many times, we get very attached to something like an outline. Or uh, we have an idea in our head, well, this plot is supposed to go here. This poem is supposed to go there. And, in, and what that does is immediately cuts off the creative energy. You will, you will immediately feel a skidding as the brakes come on. Okay. So what, so what my suggestion then would be, if you find yourself locked, is you sit down, uh, you, put, you put this project aside, you sit down and you take, you begin writing an inventory of your space. You write down everything that you see around you. So if I was doing that right now, I would say I'm sitting in my living room, uh, my computer is in my lap, there is a tea towel beside me, uh, a small bottle of Pepsi, and a burgundy colored pillow. The beautiful burgundy color reminds me of one of my favorite dresses that I had when I was a young teenager, and I remember putting that on when I went to school. And I would continue to write that. Okay. What happens, what happens is, if we, as we take in our surroundings, there's, there's a natural creative energy that will come because something that we see in our, in our surroundings will trigger a memory or a connection. And if you allow yourself to then naturally write about that memory or that connection that opens up that creative flow again. And when you mm. go back to your project, you will have that fresh creative flow going on once again. That's excellent. And it's, <laughs> you know what I love about what you're sharing is it's, it's simple. 
Yes. And it's and it's not that it's not profound, but it it's simple. It's we can do it with ease, and it's just choosing it and to step into it, right? Yeah, and it's and and people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they're writing. You know, the other the other thing that gets in the way of blocks because there's usually just a, a few things that create it. So one of them is, well, my project is supposed to go this way, right? Um, the other one is um, the editor, the internal editor. And we've been taught, you know, we've gone through school and we've done writing and we've been taught it's got to go this way, it's got to go this way. Um, and and so what happens is we develop this internal editor. That, that is sort of in our head while we're trying to create. And my first writing mentor, a wonderful lady named Lisu Lee, she taught me that writing, uh, when you are a writer, you wear, this is how you banish the editor, you wear three different hats. So the first hat you put on is your artist's beret, right? <laughs> and the, uh, you put on your artist's beret, and during that time, all you are doing is creating. We're not correcting spelling, we're not correcting grammar, we're not fixing paragraphs. All we're doing is creating, right? right? It's right, 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 right. Let it flow out. The editor is not allowed. Okay. Once we are done with the creative process, then we take off our artist beret and we put on our editor's visor, you know, like a, <laughs> you know, like an <laughs> accountant would wear, right? Yes, yes. And, and then we go through, once we have that first beautiful, wonderful, you know, sort of borderless draft that we've created, then we go back as the editor. And as the editor, then we can carve and shape and take out anything that doesn't look like the way we want our project to look. And then the third hat, then when we're done with that, the third hat we put on is our businessman's fedora. Right, and then we take our work out into the world, and that's where we go seek out a publisher, or we e-publish ourselves, or we make our book available. Where people get stuck is when those roles begin to get muddled up together. So the editor can get in the way of the creator, and the businessman can get in the way of the creator. If you're too busy thinking about how am I going to get this out into the world, how am I going to sell it, you're right. never going to be able to write it. You will cramp up that creative energy and cut it right off. Okay, I'm very much a visual person. I've just written down what you've you've said, and I'm going to buy those three hats. <laughs> I am physically going to buy them, and then I'm going to take pictures of them, and I'm going to post them. Fantastic. Because I'm very much a visual person. Oh gosh, Carol's laughing. <laughs> okay, we have a question for for yes. um from one of our listeners. Carrie asks if someone feels compelled to write about a certain topic, although it may be controversial and cause backlash, do you feel it is for a reason that they wish to write about it? That is a that is a wonderful, wonderful question because this is another thing that gets in the way of people creating. Um, they, they become very concerned what will happen, you know, what will happen when my mom reads this, right? Um, or, you know, the world is not going to like this very much. Um, Here is the thing. Anytime that you feel moved to write about something, it is because someone needs to read it. I know I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. It applies here maybe even more so, okay? Um, things that are controversial are usually things that are very close to people's heart for some reason. Um, It can be for many, many, many reasons. Those things need to be spoken about. 
They need to be written about. Um, one of the first poems that I ever read in public was a poem about um, standing at the bottom of the stairs in my house when I was about five years old and listening to my father uh, beating my brother with a belt at the top of the stairs. And it was the only way that I could stage, show my objection to what was happening. Uh, my mother kept yelling at me to get off the stairs and get away from there because she didn't want me to hear it. And I wanted her to know that I could hear it. And mm-hmm. I wrote a poem about that. And it was the first poem I ever read in public. And I cried through the whole thing, reading it. Um, after I read it, it was one of the most cathartic things I'd ever done in my life. And a woman came up to me uh, afterwards, after the program was over, with, with tears in her eyes, and she just said, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, you know, I can't tell you, it, it was like you read my mind, like you knew my experience, like you had been there with me. And, and I could see that that creates, that creates space for people. That allows people to heal in those situations. So if there's a topic that you want to write about that you think is controversial and it's going to cause backlash, maybe you better write about it. <laughs> All the more reason to write about it because somebody needs to hear it. That is you know, I, I'm thinking my mind just went to all of the things that I have I have read that that people have written about that was controversial possibly in the yes. beginning. And I, I mean in my mind and maybe even out loud I'd be saying, Yay, thank goodness yes. you wrote about this. This yes. need you know, um oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. But the gentleman It needs discourse. That, it needs discourse. <laughs> that's how we open discourse. You know, that's how we that's how we open discussion. That's how yes. we take things out of the shadows, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. It, it really is. There was a the gentleman that just passed away in the United States, um the um the artist, the actor. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Yes, there was a beautiful article that was written about him and um I, I'm sorry, my my mind is just blank. But the 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 writer brought our attention to the fact that he wasn't uh, he didn't die of a drug overdose. He right. died of a choice to take drugs. Yes. And yes. you know, my heart broke when this, when this gentleman passed away because he's a he was a brilliant. He was a huge contribution in oh, the world. Yeah. And and yet the way this gentleman wrote this article, I'm sure that he got some backlash. Oh yeah. But at the same time, he honored that man as well. And you know, to take your eyes, take the blinders off, and really see what is present in the world, takes a brave person to write it. But the contribution that article was to me was huge. Yes. And I and I will tell you that the woman who was running that workshop is a wonderful woman. Her name is Maria Maziati Gillian, and she's a fabulous poet and a wonderful mentor. And she said to me, I, I read the poem and I sat down. My legs were absolutely buckled underneath me. And she said to me, I want you to understand something. She said, writing is an act of courage. Hmm. And what you just did is an act of courage. Amazing. And on that note, we're going to go for a quick break. 
<laughs> Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. It's Christine with Inspired Choices, and we are speaking with the lovely Sherry L. R. Taylor. And what an amazing woman she has been to this show. I'm so enjoying speaking with you, Sherry, and all that you're gifting us, and it's going far too quickly. <laughs> if you would like to connect <laughs> with Sherry, please do so at blushingskywrite.com. You can also connect with her on Facebook, and you can connect with myself on Facebook at Inspired Choices, Inc., or you can email me at in, christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, before we go uh, back to Sherry and enlighten us with just the last few minutes of the show, I just want to let you know that if you're interested in connecting with me and learn about any of the other um, wonderful processes that I work with with Access Consciousness, where I met Sherry, um, I have a bars class that's coming up on Saturday, March the 8th. I'm also doing Foundation and Level 1, two of the most amazing <laughs> classes with Access Consciousness, uh, March 3rd, 4th, 10th, and 11th. And for anyone in Burlington, Guelph, Kitchener, or Toronto area, I am putting on a free Introduction to Being You class where you can learn more about Access Consciousness and the amazing things that it's doing and contributing in my world and in many other people's worlds. Now, back to Sherry. So, Sherry, what else... What else do you, your clients, do people that speak with you, what else do they say, what is the common things that they come to you with where they're stumbling and, and where they're having a challenge to really open up their creative energy? Yeah, well, uh, we have a, um, 
a great question here, um, and which oh, really applies it? to that. It just applies to that perfectly, um, it, um, yeah, which is that, you know, what's happening when someone really wants to write, but they rarely seem to get to it, right, or they want to create <laughs> something. Yes. Um, and that's a really great question, and it's, and it's one of the comments that people come to me with. It's like, well, I have this project in my mind, but I'm so busy and I have everything else to do. A couple of things are usually going on there. Um, one uh, can be that there is fear, okay, that there's a fear getting in the way. We love to do it, we enjoy it, but there's a fear. And we often have fear around um, something that we love and we've always wanted to do because, gosh, what if we do it and we discover it's not any good? Okay? That's mm-hmm. another one of those things that comes from that old garbage that we've gotten that's full of judgment um, that comes from all kinds of places. Um, the other thing that, that tends to be happening when someone can never get to it, and sometimes it's a combination, often it's a combination, is that getting to it is, is a time when you're honoring yourself. Getting to it is a time that's time for you. This is, you know, creative energy, when you are in the midst of creative energy, it's the most wonderful, affirming, delicious, just fantastic place to be. And because it is so, we tend to think of it as being frivolous, right? It's our me time. Everything else has to come first. No, no, I have to finish this. I have to take care of the house. I have to take care of business. I have to take care of everyone else. This is, this is an, a, a symptom of you know, putting off my time for me, not taking care of me. Mm. Um, and so what I will often do with clients who have that issue um, is one of the things that I do in my coaching is we coach, we set up a contract for a particular period of time. So say it's, say, let's just say six weeks. I usually do six weeks because I, I, so what I talk to my clients about is, listen, this is for you. So let's take six weeks, you know, for you out of, out of, your, out of all of the years of your life that you've dedicated to everything else. How about six weeks for you? And they choose how many days a week that they would like to write. And the exercises that we do take about 40 minutes, okay? So say 40 minutes once a week or twice a week. And what happens is they, they will tend to stick to it for two reasons. One, they've paid some money. And when they pay some money, they tend <laughs> to recognize that this, there's value, Right. There's value. And the value, while, while I know that I, that I have some value to offer, right, um, uh, while I know that I have some value to offer, the value is, is really in them showing up to the page for them. for them. It's you showing up to the page for you. And they get that value. And I hold them to that six weeks. So if, say, they blow off their lessons one week, they don't get to extend another week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a tough mama. I like it. I am, and it's a bit, it's a tough love because it makes them it makes us pay attention. It makes right. us wake up and pay attention and say, you know, wow, when was the last time I committed to doing something just for me for 6 weeks and really showed up just for me? Right. You know, 40 minutes twice a week. Just for me, I love just it. to do this thing I've always wanted to do. That is fantastic. Yeah. 
So usually that's what's going on. And once we get, once we can identify, you know, listen, this is you time for you, um, people will usually, will usually change that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So when when they begin to change that, what has the results been like for you? Like, oh my goodness! In watching I, the, your clients, it's you know what it's it is one of the most gratifying things in the whole wide world for me. I love it so much because well, I'll just give you some for instances. Um, I have had I had one client who started out with a short story who now has two books, uh, three uh, two books that are each a series. So he's got three books for each series. Um, I have another client who had four different starts to a novel who worked with me for six weeks and came up with five solid chapters. She's trying to put this novel together for years. Um, Every poet I've ever worked with um, has gone on to um, become published. I mean, the results... It, when people really tap in and tune into themselves and tune into what they really want to do, they can do they can do anything. I mean, it's, it's truly limitless. That's fantastic. It really is. Okay, we have two more questions. What, okay. Uh, oh no, I think we have three. How do you oh. block your uh, block your own writing time while balancing your coaching and teaching responsibilities? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, you know, I'm just like everybody else. Sometimes I need a good smack and to be told to show up to the page. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know that you're not any different than the rest of us sometimes. No, it's, no, it's, it's absolutely true. And as a matter of fact, I've been looking at um, there's a writing retreat coming up in um, uh, in a few months, and I've really been looking at that uh, because I need, I've been recognizing that I need more time for me. Right. Um, so thank you for that question. That's great. Okay, another question. What can someone do to feel more secure in their writing if it is something they feel insecure about? Oh, that's another great question. Um, you know, what what I would uh, do in working with uh, a person who is having that issue is I would begin to talk to them about what are they afraid of. Because when we, when we have something that we feel insecure about, it's probably because we've been shamed about it somewhere. Huh. Um, it's it's probably because we've been told we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, we don't have the right kind of education, blah blah blah. All of that is total crap. <laughs> it's it is. It comes it comes from you know um, it comes from people who think they're doing us a favor um, and they're not. Um, if you are moved to write, you should write. And those insecurities really don't belong to you. And and what I would say is. It is an act of courage to show up to the page. You know, you don't have to decide that you're ever going to show it to somebody until you get all done. So while you're in the writing process, just don't worry about it. It's just you communicating with you. And and you don't have to worry. And you don't. And you can make another choice. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. But if you feel moved to do it, you really really should do it. And and it's one of the most wonderful ways to get to know yourself. Just show up at the page and write to you, for you. One of the things that um, Carol, my uh, producer, and I have done in in co-creating a few things together is we go and we play. We actually, we go outside, we play in nature, we go for walks, we laugh, and we get into a really fun energy 
that starts oh, yeah. to shift something for us. And instead of sitting looking at our computers or looking at a blank piece of paper. Oh, yeah. No, never, you know, never do that. And, and always follow what feels light. But, and, you know, that exercise that I gave of scanning the room yes. and finding something that creates a memory and then just begin writing about that memory. I mean, what that does is that shows you that no matter where you are or where you're sitting, you can always you can always tap into that creative energy wherever you are. Yeah, that's no that is brilliant. Doing. That is yeah. a, that is a brilliant brilliant thing. Yeah, we've had the great questions. Thank you so much everyone for for all your wonderful questions. So if you're wondering, they're actually in the chat room where you can join us anytime and and type your questions. Uh, another question is, how has coaching and teaching changed the way that you write, Sherry, yourself? Oh, wow, that is a really great question. Um, you know, I think what it's done is is opened me up to um, more possibilities for myself. Um, when I see, anytime I read the work of another writer, um, you you're, it's always inspiring. Right. I learn I learn so much from my students. I, I, I learn from them in in their their willingness to be vulnerable. I learn from them in their willingness to be to be brave, to talk about what's real for them. Um, I think that I think that working with students has has inspired me to be even more brave in my work because I have I have seen students do these miraculously brave things. Um, and and when you see that, you can't help but it's it's contagious. That's right. what it is. That's fantastic. And when the stu- and when your students are willing, it just is the most inspiring thing in the world. I, I'm so grateful for my students, my clients, as they inspire me every single day. Well, I'm really grateful for you and what you've brought to to the radio show today. Uh, I know that all the listeners will be like. You've really sparked something in them and and opened up the creative energy for them. So thank you so much for all that you're doing in the world and what you're creating for all of us. If oh, you would thank like, you. If you'd like to connect with this brilliant woman, her you can connect with her through Bless. I, I can't talk anymore tonight. I think I'm done. <laughs> Blushing sky, Blushing sky. Why did my mind just go blank? <laughs> You're just drunk on creative energy. I, you know what? It's your fault. <laughs> How do you like that? Blushingskywrite.com. And, yes. of course, over on the Facebook page at InspiredChoices.ca. So thank you so much. Have an amazing week, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for choosing.